And I was sitting literally next to the CFO and I talked to him and he gave me his card and because of that I got a KPMG interview. So oh. Which is honestly amazing. So moral of the story, get shwasty at networking events. Yeah. You're listening to the Casual Friday Podcast. You've been waiting all week. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Casual Friday Podcast. We are so excited to be recording again. Um, We wanted to take things on kind of a different note for this week's episode, so we are going to be getting into our professional experiences. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, our professional backgrounds, what we learned from different jobs, even when they weren't necessarily like our dream jobs. We're going to be getting into our embarrassing professional stories, kind of exposing ourselves a little bit there. Um, We're going to talk about some crazy networking events that we've been to, and we are going to talk about office romances, of course. So anyways, let's get started. Okay, so let's start off by talking about some of our work experiences. Lisa, do you want to start? Sure, yeah. So since university, I guess I'll just highlight some of the things I've done. Um, summer after first year, I worked for a tour company that did middle school grad tours, um, across Canada. So I traveled to Ottawa, Quebec City, Montreal, Niagara Falls, and Toronto. That was super cool. (laughs) Claire can relate. We actually did that job together. Um, and then since then I've done three co-op terms. So I've worked at a technology company, I then worked at a wealth management consulting practice, and my last one was at a venture capital firm. So I've had a good variety of experiences, and they've all been at different size companies too, so I've kind of gotten to see what it's like to work at different size companies. Yeah. Claire? Just like Lisa, I worked for the tour company. It was super fun, not just because I got to travel, but because you get to give the grade eights like this really fun experience. So that was super rewarding. And then I went on to become a sales rep for that company. So that was really fun. I worked with a lot of clients and I realized that I really liked like client relationship building and like client relationship management. So that's something I'm also like really interested in now. Um, I also worked for a very small boutique private equity company. I worked with a lot of senior homes in that. And then I also worked in marketing for a medical technology company and that was a very big company but through that role I actually learned that the aspect of marketing that I'm really passionate about is usually outsourced to marketing and advertising agencies so that's what I want to do as my career Um, so I'm really excited now to be working full-time for um, an advertising agency it's super fun and I actually just started that like at the beginning of June so very recently and so far I'm really loving it okay Caitlin Yeah, so um, the summer after first year, I did a course in Quebec, so yeah, I didn't really get a real person job. I worked as a lifeguard afterwards, which was honestly super fun, and I'm glad I did that with my last summer, Mm -hmm. because it gave me a lot of flexibility. Like, I did so many weekend trips. I was gone pretty much every weekend at a cottage or, like, wherever on a road trip. Um, And then my first first two co-op terms, actually, were at an accounting firm sucked no shade but i hate accounting <laughs> shade must shade actually. Lots, of shade. Um, actually lots of shade yeah but i worked at the accounting firm and then for my last co-op term i worked at the same tech company that lisa worked at but it was just in a different department so that was really cool and then like i said last week i'm doing a rotational after 
I think as young people kind of entering the workforce, um, whether we're students or recent grads, it's very common to find yourself in a job that is not necessarily your dream job. It could be like a stepping stone to the career that you want to be in, or it could be completely irrelevant. But either way, there are a lot of really important lessons that you can learn in these jobs. And instead of kind of going through the motions of these jobs, just waiting until something better comes up, there are like a lot of things that you can learn and a lot of lessons you can gather. And we wanted to kind of shed some light on that. So we're going to talk about kind of what we learned at each of our jobs that weren't necessarily super relevant to our career plans. Yeah. Um, for me, like the tour leading job taught me so much. And I remember entering my first co-op and being like, wow, okay, I'm so glad I did that because mm-hmm. It was such an environment where you didn't have anyone managing you and you kind of, when you were on the road, like you were the only employee on that bus that really mattered. A lot of the time you were getting to the destination, it's your first time in Ottawa, like your first time in Montreal. Mm -hmm. And I remember those were the times where I had to deal with the most issues and kind of learn how to manage things on my feet. And that really, when I entered a co-op, like an office setting, that really helped me because... I knew how to problem solve on my own. I think that was really important to learn, um, especially in that kind of environment where like you're not really dealing with that many adults. Like, I mean, most of the people you're talking to are going to be middle school students, Mm -hmm. but the teachers on the bus, they are some of the most like up your ass teachers that you have to be on your best behavior. And when you have to be on your best behavior 24 seven, that also teaches you how to behave in an office, which I think we'll talk more Mm -hmm. about later. But yeah, that's, that's probably the biggest thing I learned is how to, how to problem solve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, when I was, a, well, I'd been lifeguarding for a really long time. Like I was an assistant lifeguard, lifeguard when I was 14 and 15. And then like right when I turned 16, I became an actual full on lifeguard slash swim instructor. And because I was like dealing with so many people at like such a young age and like parents, like you said, parent, like teachers, parents, they're all up your ass, especially mm-hmm. when you're teaching them swimming. Like if they're not happy with how you're teaching them, it'll just be not a good situation. Um, but yeah, so there I learned a lot of like people skills. Yeah. I feel like honestly, some of the jobs, like, like what Lisa was saying with the tour leading, that job more than any job I've had was very like what I did would make or break the whole experience. But like in some of my office jobs, what I was doing wasn't like that important. (laughs) Um, like it wasn't going to completely destroy anything if I messed it up but that job was yeah very high pressure I don't know I think it's when you know you're taking groups of grade eights to like the Rogers Center to see a baseball game or like to an amusement park it's big groups of people and it's a lot of pressure and like you're the one that is doing it all so you don't really get a second chance if you mess up and being in that high pressure high stress situation it taught me how to like manage stress and just be happy even when I'm stressed out, which I've applied to like all aspects of my life. Kind of jobs where it's so high pressure, at the end of the day, you're like, wow, I actually did something today. Mm-hmm. That was insane. And it's cool mm-hmm. because you kind of get immediate feedback too, because you'll be like, like either the kids like you or don't like, like you, you get a vibe. Like it goes yeah. for both of our jobs, being a tour leader and being a lifeguard. And it's just so nice on the last day or whatever, like for me at least, when kids' parents will give me, like, a gift card to Tim Hortons, and oh, then the kid yeah. drew me, like, a little card. They never, they never did that to us. But <laughs> they're a bit older. Okay. Sometimes they would tip you. The immediate feedback.
feedback thing though i remember for tours you would get a feedback card at the very end oh. and it was a survey and they put it in an envelope and sealed it thinking that like you were going to give it directly to the company but you could but look our, at it. yeah our manager said like definitely take a look if you want and i remember my first ever tour i opened it and the teachers like sewered me and i was oh my bawling God. my eyes out at burlington go like so oh, upset i didn't know that I think I texted. I remember you, you told me I didn't know you were at Burlington Go. I was at Burlington <laughs> Go, like or like Aldershot, because that's oh where it, the the buses dropped off in the most random places. And I was bawling my eyes out, and I was like, "This is so bad." And then I went and like told my manager, and I was like. I'm so sorry this happened and she was like, oh my god, it's literally fine. When you're kind of in one of your first jobs, at that point in your life, you've only ever received feedback from like parents, teachers, coaches, stuff like that. So receiving feedback from a boss is a whole different situation and I think it's kind of, it's easier to take it personally. But you have to really realize that like there are so many things you can learn and don't take that feedback as like a failure or as a mistake. Just take it as a lesson that you can learn. And if you don't see it that way, like you will be missing out on a big learning opportunity. And definitely don't like hold a grudge against the person that gave you the feedback. Um, no matter how they delivered it, whatever it may be, just really take it with an open mind. And I think that that's like super beneficial. But anyway, with all that being said, we want to take things on a lighter note and talk about some of our embarrassing professional stories because knowing us we definitely have our fair share of those so caitlin do you want to start one night my roommate and i we decided to do our own bar crawl um so we started at three like regular pretty basic clubs in downtown toronto mm -hmm. and then at the end of the night our, one of her co-workers told us about the secret bar in toronto oh so we went there i heard it was of so cool Isn't it like there's some door in a bar and you have to like go into yeah, it yeah yeah and then we went back home um and i was like you know what like i still have some more weed like let's just go smoke it and like and then i went to bed the next morning, I woke up still drunk, still high. I honestly felt horrible, and I don't really get bad hangovers. But um, and I walked past uh, the CN Tower in Toronto, <laughs> puked in front of a school bus, <laughs> and like because so I guess kids were going to Ripley's or something. Oh my! Oh and yeah. And it was probably a tour. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> And I saw, I see all these kids just looking down at me. Oh, they saw you? As I'm puking. <laughs> they saw and you? And I'm just like, you're me in the future. <laughs> Literally. I know they saw you. They were they all saw me. <laughs> they could be us, but you playing. So back to what, what I was, I was saying. saying. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, puked in front of the school bus. Got, I eventually made it to work. I, like, got a Starbucks on the way, of course. Mm -hmm. I um, put my phone oh my in my God. lunchbox, I guess, and I always brought over night oats because i was doing the whole like intermittent fasting thing i still kind of do it but like mm -hmm. not really and the rest of the day i was like i'm missing something like where's my phone and i was going crazy looking for it i got people to call it but it's always on silent and it was just in the fridge claire what's yours oh, okay so i would this is embarrassing like honestly really embarrassing um but if you guys are familiar with this a lot of probably most companies like most office jobs you'll have a calendar on your computer connected to your email and you can like send invites to people accept invites fill your calendar with stuff that you have to do if you're busy so lisa and i used to send each other emails making our plans and what i didn't realize was that 
literally anyone in my whole office could go to my calendar and look at my oh, plans. No. Your calendar was <laughs> yeah. public. Yeah. So there was this one time where, um, actually, I think that it must have happened like a few times before I finally realized. But there was some kind of social event that we had, and we put it in my calendar. You gotta understand the title of this calendar invite was insane. Like, it was like, it was literally like, let's get fucking lit tonight, yeah. ladies. Like, it was something like, wow, yeah. like that. And the location was like Crock Rock or something. So Downtown it's Toronto. clear. It's yeah. clear what we're doing. But yeah, basically, everyone in my whole office could see that on my calendar. So that was pretty embarrassing. And then also I had another kind of embarrassing one. I feel like if it happened to me now, I wouldn't be as embarrassed. But basically it was the first like office job I had. We had these meetings with the investor and it was all day long on Monday. Like it was usually about an eight hour meeting <laughs> and um, I would go and they like told me to come into the meeting and because I didn't know up until this point if I was like supposed to be in the meeting they called me in and there was all these people that literally looked like so elite sitting <laughs> in the chairs and there was one open spot and it was the head of the table <laughs> <laughs> and, so I was like oh like where should I sit and they were like they literally look at me and they're like well, there's only one open seat. Like, where the hell do you think you're going to sit? Go, oh. And so I, I, like, sit down. And honestly, I should have, like, made a joke about it, but I was too scared. So I, like, introduced myself. I'm like, hi, I'm Claire, whatever. And this one guy, he was, like, at the, like, opposite head of the table. And he looked really intense. Like, he actually probably was supposed to be at the head of the table. And so everyone's sitting there. And you could just feel by the energy of the room, like, he was the leader. And everyone, like, reports to him. And so one girl goes like, okay, so how do we want to start? And he just looks me dead in the eye and goes, so you're, you're kicking us off, right? And he sounded so serious. And I was like, um, um, I, I, I didn't know. Like I was, and he was like, he starts <laughs> laughing hysterically so and he was like, oh my God, you thought I was being Wait, was this serious? one of the investors? Yeah. Oh or my like, God. He was like a VP or something. I don't even know. He was like, it was, it was like a weird situation and, and you're like, um, so to kick us off. I like honestly was cringing so hard. And then at a different, that same meeting, but like a different week, I had just come back from volunteering at this conference literally all weekend long. And it was like hours of like, probably like 6am to get started getting ready. And then you would have to like, be like at this like little party in the evening, like dancing on the dance floor until like 1am. So it was just exhaust. It wasn't that long compared to like Caitlin's hours, I guess, yeah. but it was like long, like you were like partying for parts of it. You were on your feet all day too. Yeah. So I came back from that and I fell asleep in the Monday meeting and I wasn't at the head of the table. I wasn't at the head of the table for oh, okay. this one. Oh, thank I was goodness. like drifting off and the, um, the like secretary was the one that, or she was like the controller that was what they called her she was like oh i saw you dozing off there because you know when you're like not sure if you were asleep or not 
she confirmed yeah. that I was. And <laughs> so embarrassing. I honestly don't know if anyone else saw, but like I hope not. I explained why because it looked really bad on me. Like it looked like I was like hungover probably, but I literally wasn't. I just was like so exhausted. But mm-hmm. that was so the first one, and I got reminded when you said head of the table because I was sitting at the head <laughs> of the table for this meeting too. But it wasn't weird because yeah. there were so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so this was like my first co-op term and I just got invited to random meetings by my manager because he just like wanted me to see things. Yeah. I had no business being at this meeting, like literally none. <laughs> it was so irrelevant to my job, but I was there sitting and there was this one guy that he would kind of work between the Ottawa and the Toronto office, mm-hmm. but more so the Ottawa office. He was just visiting Toronto like for that one week and he was in the meeting because it was for actually his team. So I was sitting beside him and the entire meeting, you know, when you're like a rookie co-op student, so you think you have to take notes at every meeting. Yeah. So yeah. I was there and I had just got my nails done and they were long. So I was taking notes the entire meeting and I had a think pad. I was like click clacking away. Oh my God. <laughs> Didn't realize my nails were that loud. And the thing is me and this, the Ottawa guy were in two back-to-back meetings together um so after the first meeting ended everyone left but it was just me and him left and he goes Lisa you know like um if you're gonna take notes you have to just like make sure you're typing quietly and I was like whoa like oh I didn't God. even realize like he literally called me out so hard that's honestly so rude that's really rude of him. but the thing is he said or sorry he said if you're gonna be on social media he like, said if you're on social yeah, media and i was dead ass in microsoft word the entire time taking notes to try hard yeah, how old was this hard. man approximately he was in his 40s 50s classic classic um oh my god boomer but it's anyways. like rude to assume though like unless yeah. you literally saw their screen and it well, is rude to yeah assume. or unless like you know this is a habit like you always saw them on social media during meetings exactly but he like, doesn't know me yeah that's really rude but anyway so that was my first kind of like embarrassing what story. did you say to him though i was like oh i'm at, i was actually taking notes and then like i literally had the word document pulled up so i think i turned the screen towards him like a what did he say? and he was like oh okay just like be a little quieter or something i was like okay whatever i just let it go that's so cringy um but then my second one it's really short but it was super funny and i was so embarrassed that whole day but basically my manager at my last co-op like he was kind of younger like he was in his 20s also um and we had right at the beginning of my co-op term like in the first month we had a drinks event where um it was basically just like all the younger people working in bc like it was just organized for them like a networking event and all all of the co-ops went like it was super fun um so after that night i was telling my manager about like this guy i met at the event that worked at like this other firm that like we're friends with and i was like oh my god like so and so whatever and he goes oh did he connect with you on linkedin and i go oh yeah he matched with me i mean connected with me on linkedin and he just stares at me like oh my god because again he's in his 20s so like he knows and i know and i know he knows and he knows i know he knows and it's just like this whole thing and it was just like honestly just confirming my theory 
um, is LinkedIn a dating app? Yes. 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 Okay, perfect. <laughs> but yeah, it was just so awkward because I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, sorry. I exposed myself literally first month, but it was chill. Yeah, clearly we have a knack for embarrassing ourselves. We but... do. But you know what? Actually, I have a better story about <laughs> this guy that literally embarrassed himself more than I embarrassed myself. <laughs> do you guys want to hear it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Classic. I'm like, do they want to hear it? They're like, we've been waiting for <laughs> Tell it. I'm about to uh, expose myself, but basically, so this is more about K-pop concert guy um, from episode. Should one. we like find a name of a K-pop star and like nickname him that? Yes. Like who's like the most famous K-pop like man? Uh, I don't know. All I know is BTS. Yeah, I know. So the we're band. gonna call him BTS. We're, well, okay, so BTS. Or who's the lead singer in BTS? Um, just call. I just it's a boy band. There's no bo- lead oh, singer. Okay, okay, okay. True. Anyway, so we're gonna call our little friend. We're gonna call him BTS. BTS. We'll call him BTS. So BTS and I, like I mentioned earlier, we were in this love triangle. Classic. Fill them in in case they hadn't heard that part. Well, okay, so basically, a recap from last week. I went to a K-pop concert. That was my first concert. He was there because it was for a work event. It was a work raffle, and... I got really drunk and made out with him in the bathroom. But Lisa thought he was cute since day one. Like, I remember getting he the is, play. He was attractive. He's right. Getting, yeah, I got I the play-by-play, so. play, like, at the time. And she was like, okay, this guy's really cute. And then she's like, okay, never mind. He hooked up with one of my coworkers. So like, And then I was like, never mind. They're probably going to be not up anymore. Because he told her he wasn't he interested me. in her anymore. But, again, this was, like, my rookie days. So and I Lisa didn't was understand. good friends with the girl, too. Just I was. scenes. So this was actually like a couple days after the concert. I, for some reason, thought that because I made out with him in the bathroom, he was now in love with me. And I was like, wow, we're talking now, like great. Um, And he, on the other hand, thought that we should have a meeting during the day at a conference room. So he literally booked a conference room for us at the company we worked for, at the office we worked at. During, like, it was, like, 2 or 3 p.m., like, a random time during the Mm -hmm. day. It was, like, a Wednesday. And, like, to set the scene, these conference rooms, like, some of them are pretty big and in the open. But this one specifically was tucked away in the corner of, like, a random floor where a bunch of people around that, um, around that area, they either weren't at the office or were traveling or, like, just did not sit there. So So he was was strategic about it. He was strategic about the one he chose. Interesting. So I'm like, okay, cool. And, um, (laughs) it wasn't, like, it was, like, kind of frosted glass, but, like, it was mostly covered. Like, you could not see in, you could not see out. Okay. So just set the scene. Yeah. (laughs) Book this conference room. I'm, again, rookie. Like, don't know what's going on. I go to the conference room. We're chilling. We're vibing. Like, we're talking. You know, we're flirting. He booked it for 30 minutes. End of the 30 minutes, he leans in for a kiss. I'm like, whoa, swerve. Like, what's happening? Did you? I didn't kiss him because I thought it was too weird that we were in a conference room. Then. Oh, my God. um, Yeah, Yeah, it is kind of weird when you think about it. But he embarrassed himself because I'm like, what the hell? And then I go on to find out that he had done that with the other girl, too. In the love triangle. I'm not special. He would take all all the ladies back there. The funniest part about this is that his dad worked at the company. Can you imagine if his dad just walked in? His dad. Oops, saw you were in this room. His dad was high up, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's honestly so cringe. Like. Who, the audacity to like talk to two girls at work, that especially two at girls that are our friends. Like and you guys were friends, you and her. And pulling that same cringy yeah. move, like 
Did it work the first time then? I have or were no you idea. the first? No, she was kind of I was a, she was kind of a simp for him. She would admit it herself. Me? No, 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 the other girl. Yes, but I was also a simp yeah. because I yeah, we won't get into it. But, but I was a simp. he did the two girls did end up like finding out like Lisa told the other girl and Yeah, we we like we're still friends. And moral of the story, we're still friends because friendships like because hoes over bros. That's yeah. all. Yeah. But I guess moving into the territory of office romances, do you do them? Do you not do them? At this point, we are honestly left with no options because we're graduating university. I've met all my None friends. of us have met a boyfriend in yeah. university, so it looks like we'll have to meet one elsewhere. At work, at work. And I was talking to one of my friends the other day. She's currently working, and she had this kind of office banter with this guy and yeah it was cute but like she didn't have his number and she kind of knew by the vibe like she was gonna have to be the one to kind of get his number to move into texting territory because that's what you kind of need you need to take it outside of the office and in her mind like how she saw it playing out was she would start texting him and then she could ask him to like if they wanted to go hang out like go to a patio or something so this is how she did it well, this is what I told her what to do. And she said it was good advice. But basically, she was like, I don't want to just be like, can I have your number? Because it's like, kind of, she thought it'd be kind of awkward. So I told her when they were having a little conversation, whether it be like, if they're just like eating lunch or something, I told her that she needed to say to him, oh my God, like I saw this, like I just saw this thing I need to send to you. And then be like, oh wait, I don't have your number. And then sent it from there. And I told her she had to act like she, like, didn't even realize that she didn't have his number to begin with. Like, I told her to just be like, oh, wait, like, I don't have your number. Just so, like, it's not obvious that she's already, like, thought about the fact that she doesn't have his number. And, you know, that just helps you, like, not come off as a simp. So I told her to do that. And I'll, I guess we can update you guys as we get more information. But, like... I think that that's, I think in the office setting, ladies, you are probably going to have to make the first move when it comes to like workplace romances because in this day and age, it, it can come off as very creepy for the man to like hit on you at work and like he probably won't want to make you uncomfortable in your workplace. Um, and obviously you shouldn't want make him uncomfortable in his either. You could just be like, oh, do you want to grab coffee? Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Past? That's so chill. Yeah. Like, if you're working downtown, like, that's such a chill thing to do. So we know that networking events are super important in business and kind of working in this field. And we want to shed a bit of light on our networking experiences throughout our business career. Um, this will both include the good, the bad, and the ugly, and we're really <laughs> excited to share our stories, honestly. So Claire, start us off. So mine is gonna fall somewhere on the spectrum between bad and ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I was at this, it wasn't like a, I mean, it was a networking event, but um, it was a conference, and there was all these like, people from all over Canada that were there and they had um it was like the last night of the trip and it was in Niagara on the lake which is like a really like a nice area of Niagara Falls like a classy area um not near the casinos or anything but yeah it was the last night of the trip and we had kind of exhausted all the small talk conversations like I'd exhausted those topics with every single person there so at this point it was just like hard to like figure out what to talk about with these people so we were at a wine tour and honestly like everyone was a little tipsy I would say just because like they gave you drinks at like each of the stops and everything anyway so 
it was like the end of the wine tour like it was like the last stop it was kind of like a reception type vibe and everyone was just talking and anyways I ended up talking to this one guy and he was like he was 48 I was 19 um this the details matter for later on in the story and he knew that like we talked about me being in university he had daughters that were actually just like a little bit younger than me <laughs> that is so <laughs> I know makes it even worse and that is why the detail matters. yeah and so he was like asking me questions like it started out very normal and I kind of was like sticking to him instead of like gravitating to another conversation with someone else just because like it seemed like everyone had kind of been talking to the same person for a while like everyone was kind of deep in conversation so we were talking and then he was like inching closer and closer to my face but I just assumed he was like one of those people that talks like that and I thought it was a bit weird but I was like whatever and he started asking me like if I had a boyfriend and stuff and that was when it kind of got a little weird so and at one point I asked him how old he was it was obvious that he was in his 40s but like I didn't know exactly I would never go for a guy of his age or even anything close to his age so I was just like this is so weird like I was pretty sure he was flirting with me anyway eventually a bunch of the sales reps they were all kind of like frat type guys they started talking about how they're going to go to a casino and I was like no like I'm going to my bed in the hotel going straight to bed and he was like yeah I'm way too tired for this and he kept like saying stuff like that to me and we had to take like one of those wagon rides back to the <laughs> oh, hay <hell>. ride <laughs> no like I don't even know what, what you would call it like, but it was like a literally like oh yeah something like that back to the don't hotel you bike between wineries Isn't no one? not this one oh, it's not a this networking one. fancy one. Oh, sorry <laughs> so we go back to the hotel everyone was on the like cart together and it was honestly fine and then in the lobby, people are, like, regrouping to go to the casino, figuring out Ubers. And I was like, okay, good night, everyone. So then I go to my hotel room, go to bed, plug in my phone, whatever. The next morning, I have to go to the final day of the conference. And I wake up to a lovely DM from him on LinkedIn. We were not connected in the first place. He searched me up on LinkedIn and found me. And he said, ha, 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 I hope you and I weren't the only ones who went straight to bed after are you still awake? And I was what like, what time? It was at, like it was after I'd went to bed, and we probably got back at like midnight. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah. This it was a booty LinkedIn. Like I was my like, friends is why LinkedIn is the next dating app. I'm convinced that it is. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh. it didn't really work out for him because I didn't respond. I didn't know what to do or what to say. I was still in denial. Like, I was like, no. Oh, my God. It's because like, being a boyfriend is a job. You're applying. Whoa. <laughs> That's so good. Or a girlfriend. I had to see this man the rest of the conference. We kept, like, making eye contact awkwardly. And I was like, you're actually, like, so gross. Like, this is so weird. He knew how old I was. Like, no questions asked. He, it was if he very was a baby at 48, what were you? An infant? Like a literal, like not even a molecule. She's a molecule. <laughs> so yeah. that's. But yeah, I never like did anything about it because honestly, I was like, it's so embarrassing. And like, I thought that people were going to like talk about it. So it kind of like, kind of uncomfortable. But like looking back, I actually wish I did something about it because that's super weird. And I still get notifications that he like views my LinkedIn profile to this day. <gasps> what? <laughs> Why are you insane. so obsessed that's with me? me. Boy, Boy, I, I want to know. He's a simp. He's a simp for me. Simp. 
Um, well, that's a really good story of like between a bad and ugly. I think Kayla and I have one between a good and ugly. Okay. Kayla, do you want to share? Oh, that's so accurate. Oh my God. <laughs> so we all did this program called Junior Achievement. Shout out. Because of that, we were invited to a bunch of different opportunities. And one of them was doing a case competition uh, for a company like the TMX, I guess. I can yeah, say I can right. say that. TMX, uh, which is like the stock exchange. Um, so we both had to present it, and that morning we also got to open the stock market. So cool! Yeah, so guys, we stop, literally sound so lame. Stop flexing! People are gonna think you guys are cocky. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, side note, but all I remember from that case competition is I literally knew nothing about finance because I was like in first. It was the summer after yeah. first year, and I knew nothing. And like all the people in my group knew a lot. And during Q and A. Someone from the stock exchange like asked something about like how we were doing our implementation. And I was like, yeah, so we're kind of like cutting out the middleman. The TMX is literally the middleman. We are cutting out the TMX. I fully said that at a case competition oh, for no. the TMX. So we were going to this networking event at night after opening the stock exchange. And lucky for us, it was all it was open bar. It was open bar. It was bar. open bar. It was open bar i wasn't there but <laughs> yeah but we were both i can feel the oh no lisa was already 19 i was under the age but they don't id you so we got hammered and lisa and i were like we're just gonna network so hard here we go into the bathroom each with our yeah like it literally looks like a red solo cup. They gave Except us it was bigger than a solo cup size. Yeah, it was because basically they had like they had like glasses of wine, and you know they had like bottles of beer, cans of beer. No, we go for the on tap beer. We're like, let's go. They give us this huge cup. We're like, okay, we're in first year. We don't know how to drink. Well, we kind of did. We literally looked like we were at a frat party carrying around these cups because no one else ordered that beer. Everyone was getting wine like classy yeah. motherfuckers. So but we're we like, weren't that. We need to hide in the bathroom and drink the spear. So we run to the bathroom. Oh I fix Lisa's hair. I fix my yeah. hair before we get a little bit too schwasty. And <laughs> we just start chugging in We're this chugging. bathroom. And mind you, this was at the Metro Toronto Convention Center. Like, it's a nice bathroom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're chugging in this bathroom. And then we're like, okay, okay. The rest of the night is basically you get sat at a table with a sponsor of, like, the volunteer charity. Mm -hmm. And you basically get to meet the sponsors. And it's usually high school students that do it. But, like, some alumni like us get to go. So, literally, I was sat at a table with, like, I think some random real estate company. And then Ka mine wasn't that eventful, but Caitlin, yours yeah. was pretty good. Mine was good. I was, okay, the, the company's kind of small, but it's a credit union. But I was sitting literally next to the CFO and I talked to him and he gave me his card. And because of that, I got a KPMG interview. Oh. So, Which is honestly amazing. So moral of the story, get shwasty at networking events. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag oh, get yeah. shwasty. And like, it's just good because like you're improving your people skills like you're getting all these new opportunities yeah. oh i think and i'm like drinking you're improving your people skills honestly you are yeah you are, so. i would say like never say no to a networking event just go yeah especially when it's open bar worst that could happen you get some food you get yeah. some wine it's always free food no business cards whatever yeah. you got you, like, free meal. yeah and it's fine you can just like leave knowing that you did it and you're good or you could find them on LinkedIn and message them at 1 a.m. We've kind of like made it pretty clear that we all have kind of embarrassing work stories, unconventional networking experiences, but 
in all seriousness, we wanted to offer some like actual kind of advice that you guys can use um, in professional settings and just kind of like what we've learned over the past few years. So Lisa, do you want to start us off? I would just say that my biggest piece of advice like going into a new workplace is try to join the social committee. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Because every workplace that I've been at, that's how I've met a lot of people. I mean, my first co-op, like a lot of people there that I was friends with, I was friends with them because they were other co-ops because there mm-hmm. were so many. But I still joined social committee and like got to meet more of the full-timers that were younger. And obviously we're going to be going into full-time work now, so this doesn't apply. But it's just a great way, great way to meet people that are younger because I feel like people that join social are like younger. Mm-hmm. Generally, yeah. Yeah. And so like same thing with my second co-op, like it just helped me meet people and like kind of break the ice and then... Sometimes they'll have like extra meetings for that or like go for after after work drinks. So it's just a great And if there way. isn't a social committee, start one. You could always start a social yeah, committee if you totally. wanted to. Especially if you were full time. Yeah. Obviously it's like a little kinda weird if you're an intern, but still like no yeah. one's gonna judge you. Just do it. I, well, one of my friends started a like volleyball league or soccer oh, league. Yeah. So you could do stuff like that too, which is like not a full on social committee, but just a Plan tournament. Events. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like tying into that if there's ever like a work event outside of work or like a networking event that your coworker asks you to come with them to or like after work drinks, try to go as much as you can because that's how you're going to meet people that are outside of your team or like your department. It's just going to make work so much more fun. Mm-hmm. My dad gave me a really good piece of advice at my very first like office job. I was doing some work that was pretty boring and it kind of made me question if I was in the right field. And the piece of advice that my dad gave me was, yeah, you might not like your job as an intern. They're going to give you the boring work that no one else wants to do. But really try to like look at what your boss is doing and what other people in the office are doing in other departments. And that'll help you. It'll, it's a great opportunity to yeah. learn. <laughs> and um, another piece of advice that an old mentor of mine gave me and it's always stuck with me to the point where it literally was my Instagram bio at one point. Wow. (laughs) Inspirational. It was impress the right eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly thought that was so smart. He was like, you always just have to like try to impress the right eyes. And I was like, yep. So, yeah, Instagram bio content. Because you just get so many opportunities from networking. And, like, even if you barely know someone, but you know them, like, a little bit, you could get stuff. This sounds so bad. You could, like, get something out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Like, you got an interview out of it. I also got an interview out of just, like, an opportunity. mm -hmm. Well, this was, like, my professor. But it's still similar to networking. I was young people... If you are working a summer job or maybe you just started a full-time job, you're really in that kind of entry-level role. When you try to network with someone, whether it be through like a you set up a coffee or lunch thing, if that person's higher up than you, you're going to have that feeling of doubt in the back of your mind where you're like, okay, this is more for me than for them. I'm doing them a favor. But don't have that attitude going in. Just go in with the attitude that you can learn so much from them and they can learn things from you too. So don't doubt yourself in that way um, because then you're just going to like miss out on networking opportunities when you think like, oh, they don't want to network with me. Honestly, just shoot your shot. Just go for it because nine times out of ten, it'll go so well and you'll be so glad that you did it. But with all that said, talk is cheap. So we're not just going to sit here and tell you guys to network without actually kind of helping you guys actually do it. So 
We are going to link a bunch of really great networking sites in the show notes, and you guys can use those websites to meet connections in your industry and learn from them. So definitely check that out. I think that is going to wrap up everything for today. Um, It was a great another episode. Uh, Honestly, thank you guys for sticking around. We went from a quick game of 21 questions to us attempting to give some professional advice. So I get that this might seem a little all over the place, but... I hope you guys think we're like passing the vibe check out here. I think we are. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, 100%. 100%. But anyways, just remember until next week, keep it professional and we can't wait to see you guys then. Bye.